Hey! Hello! How's it going, everybody? It's going. Good. How are you going? Good. <laughs> going. <laughs> wow. What's uh, new with you, Jor? What's new with me? What's new, Jordy Cat? <laughs> <laughs> what's new with me? Hmm. What's new with me? Huh. Hmm. <laughs> I don't know. Huh. I haven't thought about that. She's such a two. She's like, oh, I haven't thought about myself in like, oh, ever. <laughs> what's new with you? Hmm. No, just kidding. <laughs> I know exactly what's new with me. Um, I'm trying this new wine right now that you bought. Mm-hmm. Guys, it's called Apple Pie by Oliver Winery. They're specifically in Indiana, but they yes. do um, ship around the do world. They? Yeah, I like we that. saw some in Kansas City once at a place. Snap. Yeah. So that's what we're doing right now. And it guys, tell, it just describe to them what it tastes like. Okay. Have you ever had apple pie? <laughs> because literally, it tastes like you're just drinking like apple pie. Yeah, like you're drinking apple pie. It's crazy. On the bottle, it says no fork required. <laughs> <laughs> it's real, real good. Um, yeah, we had. Just, what? <laughs> <laughs> we're just supposed to have been like a small little glass, just chilling. Yep, hanging um, out. This morning, what did we do, Jordan? We had a family breakfast this morning. Yeah. With my dad and stepmom and. My dad and stepmom. He's my dad too, and guys. My siblings. <laughs> They're my siblings. Except Josh wasn't there. Poor Josh. R.I.P. Josh. N- no, he didn't die, guys. He just oh, didn't no, come. He's, yeah. He, wow. <laughs> I didn't mean that. <laughs> Please cut that part out. <laughs> I don't know why I said that. When, I don't know what's wrong with me. <laughs> oh my gosh. Wow. What else did you do today? And then I went to Marisa's for a little bit. We were super busy. Um, yeah. You went to work there? Oh, yeah. I work there, guys. If you don't remember from before, I worked there. Oh, hey. This is That's Too Loud Podcast. Oh, hey. I'm Jordan Vickers. Yes. And I'm Jesse Fleming. Yes. So that's where you are right now. That's what you've reached. Welcome. Welcome. You've reached us. If you've been looking for us, you found us. If you haven't, you found us. You still are here, and we still are here, too. Yep, we're still are here, too. We're still are here, too. Stiller. Stiller. Like the Stillers. Oh, gosh. Like the Pittsburgh Stillers. <laughs> you and your Steelers. Steelers. Stillers. Stillers. That's how the Pittsburghers say it. Pittsburghers. <laughs> That's what they're called. Burgers. Pittsburghers. Pittsburghers. <laughs> it's like armpit boogers. Ew, armpit boogers. Pit boogers. Oh, I guess I see what you're what? saying. What? It's ridiculous. <laughs> Not that far off. I was like, those aren't real. <laughs> wow. Yep, that was a real conversation. Hope you guys had a good day today, too. Or are having one, or will have one. Yeah, because... You should have one. I hope you're having a day. Yep. So, it's our next episode in our Enneagram series. Yeah, one you guys have been looking forward to. Certain ones of you. And let's get a drum roll. Please. Type. Oh. oh. <laughs> That's not a drum roll. Type, Type six. six. You have reached it. Type six is day. Type six. Today's the day for type six is day. Dapes the six of A. 
It's all about you, type sixes. <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, so type sixes are titled the loyalist. They are titled the loyalist. <laughs> True. What else about them? <laughs> Should I say it one more time? <laughs> um, the committed security... The <laughs> Type six is, are the committed security oriented type. Mm-hmm. Sixes are reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. Time out. I just want to take a second and talk about Leslie. Yeah. <laughs> I was thinking that literally just now. Okay. So our stepmom was like listening to one of our podcasts and she was like, wow, I loved that podcast. But like the girls were talking really, really fast for some reason. She said the star dad. To our dad. And dad was. You, you dad, dad goes, hmm. Let me see your pull up the podcast app and let me see it because he knew exactly what had he, happened. He knew instantly, yeah. and so he pulled it up. And our stepmom is listening to it on one and a half times. So if you guys don't know this, you can speed up the podcast. So our stepmom accidentally hit the button to speed up the episode. Mm-hmm. And she was listening to it, and she thought that we just had a lot of coffee that day, <laughs> and that we were really caffeinated. Yep. <laughs> it, so it's she's so listening good. to it like this. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So that that's and hilarious. She notice the whole time. So Dad sent us in our family group chat a picture, like a screenshot yeah. of it, and <laughs> we all just laughed, and it was great. Uh, what a good story. A great we story. love you so much, Leslie. We do love you. You're so awesome. Yeah. Okay. So back to this. I'm just going to start over from the beginning. Yeah. Um, so type six are, they're titled the loyalist. The type six are committed security oriented type. Mm-hmm. Sixes are reliable, hardworking, responsible, and trustworthy. They are excellent troubleshooters. They foresee problems and foster cooperation but can also become defensive, evasive, and anxious, running on stress while complaining about it. They can be cautious and indecisive, but also reactive, defiant, and rebellious. They typically have problems with self-doubt and suspicion. Um, Type sixes at their best are internally stable and self-reliant, courageously championing... Championing. <laughs> that was a good one. That was a good word. Awesome. Courageously championing. Am I saying it right? Yeah, championing. Championing. Okay. Courageously championing themselves <laughs> and others. It sounds weird when you say it. It sounds right? weird when I say it. Yeah. Am Cor- I putting the emphasis on the wrong part? I don't even know. Courageously encouraging and rooting for go. others, themselves and others. There we go. There we Perfect. Go. So what are some basic fears, desires, and all that jazz, Jess? I'll tell you. So the basic fear of a six is of being without support and guidance. Their basic desire is basically that, to have that security and to have that support system. Mm-hmm. So the name of a six with a five wing is called the defender. And the Enneagram six with a seven wing is called the buddy. The buddy bed. I can see both of those. Yeah, me too. Um their key motivation, motivations, <laughs> key motivations, <laughs> devotions. Their key motivations are um, that they want to have security, to feel supported by others, to have certitude and reassurance, to test the attitudes of others around them, and to fight against anxiety and insecurity. Nice. 
So once again, there's the um, directions of disintegration and integration with the type six. Um, so um, when sixes are in their direction of disintegration, I don't know why I couldn't say that. <laughs> um, they are. Um, and that means that they're under stress. When they're under stress, yeah. They start acting like an unhealthy type three. When they um, are growing, when they're in their direction of integration, um, they become more relaxed and optimistic, like healthy nine. Which I want to say that when talking about this, I always say disintegration. Mm-hmm. Or no, incintegration. She always says... I combine the two words. Direction of incintegration. <laughs> So that's oh something. Oh my gosh, it's so good. <laughs> so tell us a little bit more about sixes, Jor. Okay, so a six type, nope, type <laughs> six, inter- nope. <laughs> <laughs> type six overview. Enneagram has named personality type six the loyalist because of all the personal because out of all of the personality types, sixes are the most loyal to their friends and to their beliefs. They will, quote, go down with the ship and hang on to the relationships of all kinds far longer than most other types. Mm-hmm. Sixes are also loyal to ideas, systems, and beliefs, mm-hmm. even to the belief that all ideas or, authority or authorities should be questioned or defied. Indeed, not all sixes go along with the status quo. Their beliefs may be rebellious and anti-authoritarian. Mm-hmm. Even revolutionary. Mm-hmm. In any case, they will typically fight for their beliefs more fiercely than they will fight for themselves. And they will defend their community or family more tenaciously than they will defend themselves. Mm-hmm. The reason sixes are so loyal to others is that they do not want to be abandoned or left without support, which is their basic fear. Mm-hmm. Thus, the central issue. <laughs> the central issue. For type six is a failure of self-confidence. Sixes come to believe that they do not possess the internal resources to handle life's challenges alone. So increasingly, so they increasingly, increasingly. (laughs) (laughs) I can't say that. You're saying it with your Midwestern accent. Increasingly. (laughs) So, so increasingly rely on structures, allies, beliefs, and supports outside themselves for guidance to survive. Mm. If suitable structures do not exist, they will help create and maintain them. Sixes are the primary type in the thinking center, meaning that they have the most trouble contacting their own inner guidance. As a result, they do not have confidence in their own minds and judgments. 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 This does not mean that they do not think. On the contrary, they think and worry a lot. (laughs) They also tend to fear making important decisions, although at the same time, they resist having anyone else make decisions for them. Mm -hmm. They want to avoid being controlled, but are also afraid of taking responsibility in any way that might put them, quote, in the line of fire. Mm -hmm. Sixes are always aware of their anxieties and are always looking for ways to construct Social security walls against them. If sixes feel that they have sufficient backup, they can move forward with some degree of confidence. But if that crumbles, they become anxious and self-doubting, We re- reawakening their basic fear. I gave my 
speech problems to you. <laughs> so next we have we want to talk about their levels of development for um, a type six. So every type has levels of development. Um, you're gonna have your unhealthy, your average, and your healthy levels in that. Um, they're different for each type. So go to any the is it the Enneagram? We'll link it below. Yeah, we'll link the link below. Link the link. (laughs) So go to EnneagramInstitute.com and look at the levels of development and just be honest with yourself and just say, oh, I think maybe I'm here. Like, Mm -hmm. if it's unhealthy, if it's average, if it's healthy, wherever it is, just be honest and use that as a starting point for yourself. There's no shame in if you're unhealthy Mm because you're looking at it and you're seeing what can I do to... Yeah. Don't be shame. Don't feel shame about it. Yeah, it's different if you know that... you're being unhealthy and you don't try to do anything Mm -hmm. about it you know what i mean right so look at it and then figure out what a healthy version of you looks like and then how can you work towards that yeah Yeah. for sure yeah so i do want to point out the um level one which is when they're at their best because i think it's beautiful just to think about what a really healthy six is Mm -hmm. so um levels or type sixes at their best become self-affirming trusting of themselves and others they're independent yet symbi- symbiotically inter- interdependent and cooperative as an equal wow. belief in self leads to true cu- courage positive thinking leadership and rich self-expression beautiful yeah i love that i love that too Man. all right so we we do know some type sixes in our life and actually we want to yeah. make a correction from <laughs> oh, yeah. last week so i kept saying i think john was a six guys but turns out he's actually a type five but the reason i was having trouble placing him is because he is a rare um breed. situation <laughs> yeah a rare breed where he actually has two dominant wings so normally the way the wings work is like one um, will be the primary one mm-hmm. and that's just how it is. But it is discussed among like Enneagram authors like if there can be a two dominant, like two wings dominant. Mm-hmm. And some believe that there can and some are like, eh. But um, so John took it again with me sitting next to him, like helping him, you know, make sure he was thinking through his answers, mm-hmm. which I'm sure he did the first time because he got a five anyway. But anyway. So this time he got a five and then the next two were equal below him and they were both literally right below his mm-hmm. five score mm-hmm. and it was four and six. Right. <laughs> so I was like, you have like two dominant wings. Like I've never met anyone yeah. that has that. Which is really cool because I'm a four and so he relates to my melancholy and my depth and my darkness, you know. And then he can relate to the six, which is the loyalist. And he can relate because he's a very, very loyal friend and Mm -hmm. very very loyal person. So he's kind of a blend of all three almost, you know. That's true. Because it's really hard to place him. But anyway, so I wanted to correct that. John is actually... A five. five, yes. But here are some sixes that we did reach out to in our lives, and we asked them a couple questions. So do you want me, I'll read Katie, you read Emma? Yeah. Okay. So I'll read the question, and then you'll read Katie's answer? Yes, or... and then you'll read Emma's answer. Okay, sounds good. So we asked Katie um, the first question, what ways do you find yourself being loyal to the point of going down with the ship? <clears throat> Katie says, I have completely given myself to people to the point of no money. 
I feel like I've gone so far for some people and stayed loyal to them and completely lost myself in the process. And of course, the people I chose were not as loyal as me, so I always ended up hurt. But I'm a ride or die, as they call it. If I love you, I'll do anything for you. Yep, she's awesome. What did Emma say? So what ways do you find yourself being loyal to the point of going down with the ship? Emma said, I'm loyal in all my friendships and relationships, no matter how healthy or unhealthy they might become. Unless someone is disloyal to me or breaks my trust. Yeah. Wow. That's crazy. Yeah. (laughs) I feel like I'm the opposite. Like, I'll be loyal to you if you earn it. (laughs) Right. (laughs) But, yeah. I feel like... The six is kind of reminding me of the two, except like different desires. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, because yeah. the two can be like very loyal. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but they're more like serving than loyal. Right. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah. Yep. So the second question we asked Katie and Emma um, is, what are some examples of support systems you build around yourself, or ones that you want to build? Like, if you don't have, yeah. One. Katie says, I felt like when I was really involved in church, my support system was huge. And now I may have a support, I may have support, but it doesn't often feel like it. When I want support, I call my mom or my little sister. There are words that have kept my dreams alive at times. Their words. Their words have kept my dreams alive alive at times. That's sweet. That is sweet. So Emma, how she has examples of support systems she's built, she said... I built support systems through close friendships, and I'm honestly really good at it. Haha. <laughs> Plus Jesus, which really helps. <laughs> I love that. Like she's just like, I'm really good at building support yeah. systems. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's awesome. so funny. <laughs> so the third question we asked them is, um, how often do you find yourself overthinking a decision? <laughs> <laughs> Katie says, ha. With an exclamation point. (laughs) Overthinking is, in all caps, my life. (laughs) I'm constantly at war with trusting my own decisions. Sometimes I force myself to make decisions alone without any outside advice to show myself I can do it. It's fine. I think not making decisions by myself also gave me a negative view of myself. Like I was unable or not wise or brave. Hmm. Well... So to this question, Emma says, um, every decision of my entire life, <laughs> including what I want to eat at a restaurant every time I eat it. <laughs> so they had, again, that was how often do you find yourself overthinking? That's so funny. That's so crazy. Every decision, <laughs> man. <laughs> so the fourth question we asked Katie and Emma is what wing do you most relate to, five or seven? Katie says, I relate to the seven wing more. Except the liking to be around lots of people. I don't relate to that. LOL. (laughs) She says, here's why. I doubt myself and others all the time. I don't think logically or analytically like a wing five does. All I do is hear and feel my emotions drowning me. LOL. I often have problems deciding what to do about the most basic situations. And I can be somewhat vain and and perfectionistic and care about material things too much. Mm. So Emma said um, she relates to wing five. And she just left it at that. So you can tell her her five wing right. is real strong. Yeah. <laughs> She's like, I thought it through. I meant it. That's great. So I said it. <laughs> so the next question we asked is, as a six, what can a friend do to make you feel loved? Katie says, as a six, the ultimate thing you can do is listen. I have a really hard time when people constantly are trying to give me a solution. I just want to be heard and listened to. I don't mind encouraging advice, but I don't like 
quote, fixers. I don't need to be fixed. I need you to listen. As a fix, I'm aware that my catastrophic thinking isn't super healthy, and most sixes are aware of this. So when we bring a very unlikely, ridiculous fear to you, please understand we don't want... We just... Yeah. No. Please understand. We mm. just want you to know we aren't crazy. Listen, zip it. Oh, and tell us you're proud of us. Love it. So, how can Emma feel most loved by a friend? She says, "Though I'm extremely loyal, I don't expect the same level of loyalty loyalty from others because I'm skeptical and pessimistic." LOL. A show <laughs> of loyalty, especially after I've shared something personal with someone, makes me feel so loved and supported. Yeah, I love that. Man, I love hearing um, a different perspective. Cause, Me too. You know, we both would completely do it differently, right. probably. Yeah. <laughs> it's so surprising to me to hear that Katie doesn't like being around a lot of people. Because you saw her in youth group as like yeah, a, yeah. She's super... Outgoing right. and charming and yeah. yeah. She is very... Yeah, she's, Which doesn't mean she likes being around people. Right. I've learned that too. She's much, yeah, more of an introvert than initially i had thought yeah crazy yeah crazy katie cray cray kk (laughs) (laughs) that's my girl kk (laughs) um so i want to say again um something that i read on the enneagram institute um, a couple weeks ago um the reason that we see what we can learn from all these types is because of this um So it says, ultimately, the goal for each of us is to, quote, move around the Enneagram, integrating what each type symbolizes and acquiring the healthy potentials of all the types. Mm -hmm. The ideal is to become a balanced, fully functioning person who can draw on the power of each as needed. Each of the types of the Enneagram symbolizes different important aspects of what we need to achieve this end. The personality type will be the personality type we begin life with is therefore less important ultimately than how well or how badly we use our type as the beginning point for our self-development and self-realization yeah so that's basically saying like okay you typed yourself but what's more important than that is to learn what is the healthiest about all the types and try to integrate that Mm -hmm. into your life into your type i love that yeah so it's not just, I'm a type four and that's it. It's like, I can learn something from every mm-hmm. single type to become a whole and balanced person. Yeah. And I love that. So what can you learn from a type, a healthy type six, Jess? I think um, as a four, I'm much, I'm very much a loner and I'm very much, and that's not something I try to do it's just I naturally do it you know um but I think I can learn from a six to build those support systems and trust people around me and and I think I have done that a little bit you know like I have you and um I have Jono and I have my family um but yeah just to like fully trust and not Mm -hmm. be skeptical of everyone and I mean they say they are you know these guys are saying that they're super like pessimistic and skeptical too yeah but like I think once they have their support system they don't question them right you know what I mean yeah and so I feel like a four is gonna question forever Mm -hmm. you know it's like but if I could pull that part of a six and like trust my support system and yeah yeah I like that a lot how about you I feel like 
um what i can learn from a healthy six is just like obviously or as well as what you were saying like their like loyalty and how they just really give their trust which um like i feel like as i'm getting older i'm establishing like my people you know mm-hmm. and like my tribe i guess is what you would call it mm-hmm. i don't know <laughs> yeah but um also i like how on the at their best it says they're independent yet sim- symbiotically interdependent mm-hmm. where it's like i think it's hard for me to rely on other people mm-hmm. i guess like to interdepend on people i think is that what that means you know I what think i'm saying it's like saying they can rely on themselves but they can also rely on other people right yeah, yeah. and i'm really good at relying on myself and letting other people rely on me and it's hard i think i can learn to rely on other people and trusting other people to do get things done right you know? yeah not always having to be the one to prepare stuff right. or yeah. you know clean stuff or but actually handing it over to someone else and yes. trusting that they'll do yeah. a good job yeah. yeah i think that's yeah that's exactly yeah. yeah so who are some famous sixes all right, some famous sixes for you. I almost just called you Grace. <laughs> Don't you call me that. I love you, Grace, but I'm Jessie. <laughs> so um, famous sixes, Malcolm X. I don't know much about him. He was like um, like a Martin Luther King Jr. type. He oh. um, was a big advocate for racial I think, equality. I think so, yeah. Nice. Pretty sure. Marilyn Monroe. Uh-huh. I really don't know anything about her. <laughs> I don't know why I made that noise. <laughs> um, Paul Rudd. I love him. I love him so much. If you watch him on interviews, he's like the sweetest guy. He is. Yeah. Ellen DeGeneres. Yes. I can see I agree. that. Yeah. Yeah. And then this last one, Eminem. <laughs> that's, I don't he know was, anything about he him. He was real loyal to his daughter in his songs. Oh, that's so. true. My daughter, Haley. My daughter Haley. Mom's yeah. spaghetti Ma- for Haley. <laughs> exactly. My mom made spaghetti for Haley. Mom made on the spaghetti. On the ready. spaghetti. I'm ready for Haley. For Haley. <laughs> yeah. Anyway, that's that's a yeah. I never would have thought of that yeah. about his daughter. That's cool. Okay, so who are some Avengers that are the sixes? George. Okay, so there are three, <laughs> which is crazy because three of them. Yeah. yeah. Okay, so the first one is Black Panther. What up, Black Panther? <laughs> it says it took T'Challa a long time to confront his nation's systematic issues, signifying just how deeply he believes in Wakanda's legacy and authority. Of all the Avengers, the Black Panther is most committed to his friends and capable of relying on others to help him fight for what he believes in. Yeah, I can see that. The second one is Hawkeye. Mm-hmm. First of all, Hawkeye is weirdly loyal to his bow and arrow gimmick, despite the fact that he's on a team with an actual lightning god. <laughs> but that could be a separate issue. Yeah. Ultimately, Hawkeye's loyalty are to his family, Captain America, and his friend Black Widow. And he's yeah. gone great he's gone Great Lakes to stand by them. His family is his support system mm-hmm. and he's kept it strong. Yeah, because yeah. when he loses them. Oh, he freaks out. Yeah. yeah his he becomes a murderer, yeah, literally. Exactly. And then he tries to <laughs> Even though he has his family, yeah, he tries to die instead of yeah. He tries to give up his life. Yeah, Tell my family for Black window, widow. I said window. window. <laughs> black window. <laughs> wow. And then the last one, which this is so ironic, 
Ant-Man because Paul, Paul Rudd. Rudd. <laughs> oh my gosh, that's so funny. Says the ability to shrink can come in handy, but Scott Lang's real superpower is his dedication to his daughter, his friends, Aww. and the Pym family. Cute. He'll go down with the ship for even a lost cause, so as long as that's the su- cause is something he's committed to and champions. As far as I'm concerned, that's America's ass. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love, I love him. That. He's so that's funny. so good. But yeah, that's the Avengers. So type sixes, we hope you learned a little bit about yourselves. Yes, I feel like I learned more about sixes that I know in my mm-hmm. life. Yeah, we learned a little bit about you too. Yeah. So, or if you aren't a six, um, you can still listen you know, to this episode because you can learn more about the six in your life too. And you can, so. like we were saying, learn what a healthy six is and what you... Can inter- how you can integrate that into your life. Yeah. All right. We love you all sixes. You know what time it is, though. Fact, fact or, or fiction. fiction. <laughs> <laughs> time for fact or fiction, y'all. All right. So I've got two and you've got one. Yeah, so you should go first and then okay. I'll go second. So um, the owner of the company that makes Segways died after accidentally driving his Segway off of a cliff. Oh, my gosh. <laughs> fact or fiction. That's horrible. Um, that's too, like, crazy to make up. True. Fact. It is a fact. Oh, my gosh. Jimmy Heiseldine, maybe, dies from his accident in 2010. Oh, R.I.P. for real this time. for real. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, poor guy. He's like, I just made something amazing. (laughs) (laughs) So good. Not trying to make light of his death, but... Some people deal with death in different ways, okay? I deal with it by trying to make a joke. Yeah. Okay. Not try, not making a not joke. Make That's how we deal joke. with grief. That's how I deal with pain. And pain, exactly. Yeah. Same. You guys get it. Go listen to a live you episode of My Favorite Murder and listen to what she says. You get it. Yeah. If you don't, then you do. If you don't, then get out. <laughs> <laughs> Again. Again. That, yeah. <laughs> All right, so second factor fiction. I feel like I said mm-hmm. the weirdest thing just now. Second Fact or fiction. Okay, yeah. The second one. Second fact or fiction. <laughs> okay. Or the first. Um, fact or fiction. Putting cold water on a hot pan will ruin your pan. Fact. Are you 100% sure? <laughs> Is anyone 100% sure? <laughs> I, I'm going to just say fact because that's what I've heard, but it's probably fiction. You want to know? Yeah. It's fact. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so this says if you quickly cool down one layer of a pan even cast iron it contracts faster than the underlying layers um then they're able to follow suit so um yeah so can you put hot water on it oh probably because, because it's, if it's all based off of temperature, temperature yeah yeah but i wonder if the hot water still isn't hot enough compared to like the stove oh because yeah it's like super hot yeah so you just but yeah i don't know about the hot in the hot i think yeah if it's that drastic of a temperature then it must yeah. right yeah anyway all right last factor fiction honey i'm not calling you honey honey <laughs> yes <laughs> <laughs> honey doesn't have an expiry date ever Bee juice doesn't. <laughs> <laughs> um, bee diarrhea doesn't have. Diarrhea? <laughs> oh gosh, it's getting worse, worse. 
Aladdin. I'm gonna say false fiction does have an expiration date. Okay. Fact! Modern archaeologists excavating tombs have often found something unexpected amongst the tomb artifacts. Pots of honey, thousands of years old, and yet still preserved. That's crazy. Yeah. Crazy. That's a crazy. Okay. Well, hope you enjoyed this episode of Fight the Friction. <laughs> I feel like that's how it be with talk. I agree. Like <laughs> the genie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Be yourself. Be yourself. Be. And that's a message to you guys out there. Be yourself. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, thanks for tuning in. We're so happy that you did. We're just indifferent. It isn't love. It, it isn't hate. hate. It's just it's indifference. indifference. <laughs> um, comment down below or go to our Instagram and comment if you know what we just sang, quoted. Yeah. If you yeah. are a fan of that, then you will know. Yes. And our Instagram, so that you can comment, is That's Too Loud Podcast. Facebook, That's Too Loud Podcast. If you have comments, concerns, complaints, you just want to tell us you love us, That's Too Loud Podcast at gmail.com. She wasn't on 1.5 speed, but it did a little bit sound like it. I can talk like that if I want. I don't know. I just don't have control of myself. <laughs> I wonder what that would sound on like double speed. I know. Speak. It kind of sounds like a country song. So good. But anyway, we love you guys. Thanks for we listening. We love you. We'll see you. You'll hear us next week. Goodbye. You'll see us. Yes. Thank you. Thank you.